FGC Hollywood. Stay classy. All right, I'm gonna say this. Uh, I'm gonna take off my glasses for this. I'm gonna let everyone see my eyes when they, I say this. Makoto is mid. I don't want to ever hear anyone mid. say Makoto is the best waifu in that game. Or the, They're not Makoto even mid. The They're low. Girl. They're all low. <laughs> like, trash. Anytime I hear someone say Makoto's the best, she's the queen. I'm like, which one is that one again? Women. The bike is that terrible? There. The glasses girl? No, that's Futaba. She's on, she's on the bike. She's oh, on the bike. Is, is that Metal the short-haired one? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm like, your taste in women is trash if you think Makoto is the best. I'm your like, taste in bro. games is trash if you like Persona 5. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, what a special day it is. A Saturday. It is April 9th, 2022. And here we are. Live FGC Hollywood episode 50. Special episode. My name is Max Spicer. I'm joined by... The first time, by the way, uh, this is this is a, a monumental episode. The first time we have both seats of filled, both Broken and Pringle. Actually, I guess I should I should introduce you guys uh, officially. Bruh. Pringle the one, <laughs> as well as Pringle the two, aka Broken Wing. It's it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day to have a fighting game podcast. Uh, first of all, Pringle. The one, not not the two. The first one. Bruh, come on. <laughs> How you been, man? It's been so long since you've been on the podcast. What's going on? Uh, I'm all right, man. I'm doing all right, man. Not too shabby. Uh, freaking uh, today, I decided to actually do like the yearly run. So I ran for like 30 minutes. Felt pretty good. I don't really run that much because it kind of hurts. But like, um, it's it's what, fun. I mean, it, it's a hurts? good run. Yeah. I was hoping, yeah, it hurts my knees, but I was really hoping for some like really horrible ass weather though, man. Like mm. some rain, hail, just freaking daggers coming out the sky. Just start avoiding that stuff, but I didn't get anything. I got perfect sun, great weather. I was, it's windy. I was like, what is this? But outside of that, yeah, man, uh, doing pretty good so far. That's that's great. I mean, it's great to have you back. It's been a long time coming. Uh, yeah, man. I had to come for the fiftieth episode. Oh, 50th episode, man. It's yeah, exactly. it's definitely it's a big moment. Uh, Sitting to your left, Luckily, at least on my screen, is Pringle the Two, aka Broken Wing. Broken, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm great, you know. Just uh, finishing up the move, as you can tell by the disorganized room in the back. There's mm -hmm. a little bit of uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind and, of uh, dirty, but it's okay. Well, hey, I actually Hollywood now have add a... something to that room soon. <laughs> I actually now have uh, I actually now have bed sheets. So hey, you congrats! Know, coming up and up. <laughs> <laughs> little by little man baby steps man yeah you want to know the last two episodes of uh fgc hollywood i was sleeping on two blankets <laughs> such a savage <laughs> you're an animal it's okay slowly but surely you'll get acclimated to your new apartment um yep fellas we got we got a big one today we got you know it's it hasn't been a super fighting game uh jam-packed news week I guess, even though we're record bi-weekly now. So, uh, but we do have a lot to talk about because we were like rollbacking the topic of the week. But uh, what a great time to have Pringle here. We get multiple uh, opinions on stuff. And uh, I'm excited. The first time we were ever doing the, the three man, you know, I was actually going through the archives of FGC Hollywood. And I actually mentioned for the first time, I think it was like episode nine or 10, where I said, hey, you know, it would be great if we could all do a three man show one time. And Damn. 40 episodes later. Yeah. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah. So 
It's uh, it's pretty funny because I either I've been with Pringle, I've been with Broken, or you guys have been together and I haven't been there. So. <laughs> yeah, so that, that one episode, those two episodes dude, were wild. Yeah, it even felt like today it wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, we had a sorry guys, today. I'm so sorry guys. <laughs> oh, it's all good, man. Yeah. Uh, but we got a good one, uh, Pringle. You know, this is your first episode back since December sixth, twenty twenty one. It's been it's been quite some time. Man, like I didn't even know it was been that months. long, man. Five months, man. Yeah, that, that is a wild, wild, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's good to have you back, but also it's a special day because you're big three zero, man. It's your birthday. Happy yeah, birthday, man, to Pringle. I'm, I'm thirty now, man. And how do you feel? Man. <laughs> 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 You feel the same? I mean, like, I would say that, like, what's cool is that, like, because I've taken so much better care of my health, I'm, like, better than when I was 20. Better, <laughs> faster, stronger, all that stuff, man. I'm, like, 10 times better than when... I wouldn't say fast because I don't run like that. Bro. Right. I, I am better than when I was 20. But I got more growing pains and stuff like that. But, eh, you know, I think that just comes from being injured and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I'm doing pretty good, man. Sweet. Pretty good. I saw you talk a little about... uh birthdays and discord you don't you don't really celebrate birthdays like that anymore huh nah i wanted to do nothing really i just i'm tired of doing stuff i just just wanted to sit in the corner and just stare at the wall and wait wait to paint for wait for the paint to dry or something (laughs) do something boring is that is that how you celebrate the big three oh you just wait for the paint to dry on your wall i am tired man that is intense yeah, I don't want to do anything no more, man. Just want to be like a cactus, man, and just sit in the sun. By the way, I love it. how I love how you can tell like the age of the of the people here, but like just the looks alone, you don't even have to guess the age. You can just like look at us. I look like the babiest person. <laughs> I got like gray hair in my beard, man. I started growing this stuff when I was like uh, twenty eight, I think, or early. I have gray hair right here, but like uh, you can barely see it. it People always call it a unicorn patch too because it's only right here. Damn. I had this at one point where I had like one, just like one long gray hair, and I was like, hey, man, that's my, <laughs> my storm cosplay, man. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> well, it's good to have you on your 3 I'm glad that you're celebrating with us. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Hopefully, we can do more of these. I, I, I would like to. Um, obviously, schedule permits. Um, before we get started, we got we got a pretty packed show as far as other things. But before we get started, uh, I want to say thank you to our Discord. They helped us out for episode fifty. They they gave us some some stuff to do uh, as well as thank you for Patreon for supporting the show as always. Appreciate y'all. Um, Broken Wing, this is the big one. Obviously, two weeks ago I put out a call to Hollywood. I was like, hey, we need to put something on that wall for you, right? So we finally uh, figured out what we're gonna put, and uh, we voted. You know, I really wanted my submission to be on there. Fly Juna. The I will put, put it on the stream. I actually, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have it ready. Um, uh, can I get a drum roll, please, for the winner of uh, the winner for the wall poster for Hollywood is Pokey Feet herself. Um, <laughs> uh, that is gonna be painful to look at. I voted on that too, which is even funnier. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Let's hear your heartbeat, folks. That is uh, that oh, is the winner. That, so we had we had multiple submissions. We had a Chris Hansen uh, Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> <We> had, <laughs> I wanted I the Chris Hansen. Uh, 
I wanted that one to win, actually, honestly. Yeah, I think I said, like, when this card is flipped over, uh, opponent has to take a seat or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're going to the sponsors, by the way, everybody. Mm. Bye. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. We're, uh, we're, we are just way too much of a degenerate, man. We, we're all just one big degenerate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're all pushing 30 in the FGC. We're, like, archaic in this scene at this point. Like, we're... <laughs> We're not using any of the right pronouns. We're not. <laughs> we're we're just too OG, but um, it's okay. I think it'll be funny. Also, you know, your wall's pretty far away. I don't. I think pokey feet. Uh, some people would have to squint and be like, "What is that?" So, um, what I'll do is I'll put the feet below the chair. So there you, you go. Can see pokey mane, yeah. but not the feet. And then if I accidentally do this, mm -hmm. then they'll see the feet. But like, right. I'll just I'll keep it protected. Yeah. I'll keep everyone protected. Yeah. So. Um, but it was good. We had we had uh, some fun submissions. I appreciate everybody who voted. My submission, Fly Juna, did not win. I don't think it even got a vote, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I almost decided. I was like, but then I was like, man, Pokey Feet is just who it's, put that one? Who submitted that I one? I think Zio you know, and Scruffy collaborated oh, on that one. Man, yeah. you know what's funny? I saw the Amazon uh, Amazonian woman. That was from, Jam. Uh, yeah, and Dra I was like, oh hell yeah, yeah, yeah. from Dragon's Crown. I was like, I love Dragon's Crown. Nah, that'd be cool. We ain't gonna be that's too cold. <laughs> we can't have cool on FGC Hollywood. I'm sorry. Yeah. Although to be fair, I actually played as the elf. She was kind of my she was kind of my girl in the game. You know, I the missed Archer. that game on Vita. I never got it. I got it on Vita. I used to play that all the time. I heard it was a good one. That and yeah, it's, um, it's pretty good. The, the sequel, which was I, I forget what the sequel was called. It was the one where like you Dragon's play as Crown a prince. No, it, it wasn't called Dragon's Crown Two. No, there ain't no like, sequel, man. Not that no. I don't think there. Yeah, is. like. There, Unless you're of, thinking of uh, Muramasa or Odin Sphere or anything like that. Odin Sphere, that's what it was called. It was yeah, called that's Odin a Sphere. separate one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Also, Muramasa is also a great game. Yeah, I love Muramasa. Yeah. I you guys ever play uh, Freedom Wars on Vita? Yeah, I used to. Oh, I I've seen that game, man. I I've like, asked for cheap. Freedom Wars 2. <laughs> I've asked for Freedom Wars 2. I was like, can they please make Freedom Wars 2 on PC and like PS5? It was one of the only IPs for the Vita. Because remember, the Vita was a port machine. I mean, it was getting like Persona 4 ports. Yeah, it, it was getting was, like, dude. you know, yeah, anything original. It barely no. does now. Freedom Wars was the, I, I believe, if I'm if I recall correctly, it was the first like made for Vita game that they were calling like a big IP and they were actually hoping that that pushes more Vita sales. I don't think it ever did because it was really niche in Japanese, you know, it's like yeah. it doesn't really appeal for a Western audience, but it, it was cool. Yeah, I loved it. I I always thought it was cool because it's basically Monster Hunter with guns. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool because like you you would run around shooting the monsters and then like if it gets close, you just do a dodge roll and then you go back into shooting and I was mm -hmm. like, that's this is really cool a really cool mechanic yeah although they had to add like 4v4 pvp and i was like okay that's kind of weird but <laughs> yeah i, I didn't play it. it that way but it was uh it was fun for a while last said rest in peace the vita the persona 4 golden that machine thing, that, that was the yeah that was the port machine man it yeah. didn't have anything going for itself man yeah i was playing jetpack joyride you mean the vita yeah <laughs> back before that was on the cell phone all right um so it's one been of two these weeks. Days I'm actually gonna make a one of these days I'm gonna actually make a grave. I'm gonna put my Vita on that grave and be like, right. rest in peace. You should. My 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 sweet prince. Uh, it's it's been six feet under for a while now. Yeah, and it's funny because Vita means life. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like in Bioshock, the chambers. Yeah, goddamn. 
Uh, fella, it's been it's it's been two weeks since we last recorded. Um, so we got we got some stuff here that I kind of want to go through, and then we're gonna play uh, a single round of FGC Hollywood trivia, which I'm excited about. You guys can't see the questions because they're all written right here, so uh, you guys can't <laughs> cheat. Um, okay, okay. But let's catch up on some stuff. So two weeks, what's been going on? I don't know about you guys. I live in Missouri, St. Louis, to be exact. And uh, last two weeks, I've had all four seasons of just weather. <laughs> Been winter, summer, West, fall. It's been terrible. So uh, I've been kind of dealing with a cold a little bit, uh, but I'm feeling all right. And I'm hoping that summer shows up because I'm I'm kind of tired of this this whole Midwest weather. It's so temperamental. You mm. say that, but I'm in the Midwest, and you'll go from like, oh, it's a nice breezy day to I don't know that you can claim Midwest. Like... Texas is not Midwest. <laughs> I don't think you can claim that. What would I say? West. You're like Southwest. Southwest? Okay, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> we don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about that later, though, because, you know. Yeah. Yo, I will say what's cool about being in Oregon is the fact that, like, it's almost so drastic, the seasonal changes. Like, you spring too? was hitting, like, yeah, no, but it's, it's a good way, because, like, oh. spring hit, like, three days right when it's supposed to hit. It was already getting, getting into spring. There's not as much rain. It's getting kind of warmer. It's more sun. And then summer is, like, barely any rain it's like the the heat isn't that bad but there is a couple of days where it's pretty awful and then it just winter and fall just kind of mixed the same because it's just cold and wet but it's pretty cool when spring and summer comes out because of like the seasonal changes here are really nice because of the the, the trees and all the like the plants and all that stuff like there had there was like um i swear everything grows it's like miracle growing the soil here there was a cherry blossom um like a whole field of cherry blossoms growing in the park over here we got so yeah man it's, it's really nice over here really nice damn well thanks for rubbing it people. in <laughs> <laughs> no the weather is i heard right. it's gonna snow monday for us though but oh man shit let's we'll take, take my ass to yeah. oregon i'm i'm tired of saying that to me. <laughs> i mean if you want to if you want to experience all four seasons in a in a single state just come to texas because you can drive from one side of texas to the other and not yeah swear. Like y'all, huge, y'all can't handle winter though. Everything. You guys get snow, the city shuts down. <laughs> Dude, it's like, it's kind of like they, they don't really deal with it right uh, very well here, too, man. It's like, oh, even the rain sometimes, like, your rain's like every other day here. You're going to tell me you don't know how to drive in the rain? <laughs> well, Bro, Texas, the power shuts off. I want to I, tell y'all something hilarious. Every time it snows in Texas, which is every two years, it snows in Texas. Everyone forgets how to drive. And I'm like, of course. Dude, move. Oh I'm God. trying to go to yeah. the store. So annoying, man. I I get so hungry. Half the, every time it's. Did I ever tell y'all that the only store that was open once was freaking Wendy's during the storm? Yeah. During the storm, the mm. only store that was open was Wendy's. Damn, who the man, hell was those... working at Wendy's during the storm? Dude, that's all I say. Those dudes were they, they ice skated to get to work, man. <laughs> Just for that. I was so mad. Hard for that ten ninety five minimum wage, man. Yo, I was so mad because Jack in the Box was closed. The Pizza Hut right next to it was closed. Mm-hmm. Domino's was closed. I was like, every store that's open, yeah. every store that's open at like midnight is closed. Right. And the only store that's open is Wendy's. <laughs> Wendy's is like, and I ain't no pussies. <laughs> you, know yeah, you know what's funny? The line was like 30 minutes. I bet yeah, I was really open. Angry. I was that hungry. I stayed there for the 30 minutes. I was like, I'm going to eat. <laughs> Nothing's stopping me. Yeah. Um, 
Last week we did our little lobby night. I know obviously we record bi-weekly, so people missed it. But uh, so I thought I was going to do the lobby night on April 16th, but we ended up having enough people where we could do it um, that week that I recorded the podcast. So uh, that was fun. We ended up playing uh, like Fork Drift, Tekken, people played Strive, uh, chatted. So that was cool. I like having lobby nights. It wasn't a tournament. You know what was interesting is I put out a poll seeing what people were interested in doing, a tournament, a round robin, or just a chill kind of lobby night. People just wanted a casual fun. Nobody really wanted like to compete, which is, you know, interesting. Um, I guess I like tournaments more so, but uh, mm. I'm down to for lobby fair, nights too. To be fair, like I, I want to say two out of the three people in this uh, podcast are like tournament organized or stuff like, like oh, oh, I want to go into a tournament, you know? Right. Yeah, I did a little bit of TO work and I got really into, I did some stuff like that and I would commentate for my locals, but I think it's just casually speaking, it's more enjoyable. You know, all that stress, you got to win. When you lose, you right. feel like crap because you're trash. Yeah, yeah, you know, just want to have fun with your boys. Yeah. So, Oh, by the way, speaking of, I wanted to, I'm making a video soon, guys. Ooh. I got a, I got a friend that does really good video edit, editing work and he's, he's excited about the, uh, the video prospect. Let's just say it's a video about how every fighting game video looks the same. <laughs> and basically oh. what it is, it's just a mocking joke about it. Basic, I, I wrote down like the, the synopsis. I need to write the, I need to write the whole entire like script. But I wrote the synopsis and I gave it to him. He's like, I'm making this video no matter what. We are both excited about it. Um, sorry, I just got a notification. That's one of the things with streaming. You get, you get, uh, what yeah. do you call it? Anyway, um, that's great. Let me know when you're done with that video. That'll be fun. Like a parody fighting game video. It's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to let everyone know. I oh, think it's they, uh, they, they got to get that thumbnail right with the, yeah, <laughs> out the face on that one, man. Yeah, they do. Well, we, yeah, that's true. By the way, I love, uh, I love on the show notes. It says broken, broken is dying, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I guess let's just get to that now. Uh, yeah, so, let's get to that. So, are you okay? Is that's what I yes, want? Yes, I'm okay, guys. Okay. I've been <laughs> for a while, so I'm okay. That's good. Got a uh, shot of Toradol on, on my butt, and so. Oh, oh man, that joint hurt. <laughs> yeah, Yo, that joint they hurt. That, they did that, and the shot didn't hurt. It was when they pulled it out. I was like, "Why do I feel like my butt is on fire?" And they're <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that's short short, off. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it can be, it could burn. Yeah, man. I, I've had, a, I forgot what shot it was on my butt cheek, man. And man, dude, I was like, "Ooh, ha, ooh!" <laughs> I was making all kinds of sounds, man. Oh man, I don't think I've that ever got a shot in my butt. But there was no TV in the room, so the only thing that kept me alive and like going was my phone. And I looked oh, at my man. phone, and I was like, "Bro, my battery's about to yeah, die. <laughs> you gotta charge here. before you go." <laughs> I might lose my mind here, folks. Man, oh man, you guys uh, live fascinating lives. That's for sure. I don't have that much. Uh, <laughs> nothing good. really happens for me as far as stuff like that. I just go to work, come back, you know chill that's good man that's a great life <laughs> great life man it's organized you know what's yeah, gonna happen exactly. it's it's like the same thing you don't not too many surprises you know how it's gonna go down i like that life man. no nice. spontaneity though like there's no real like you can make spontaneity though that's you the can. fun part that's the fun part is you can make yeah. it spontaneous it's not like it's not coming at your balls every day <laughs> oh, that's God. true 
That's oh, true. God, every day for me, I wonder what I'm doing. I'm like, <laughs> what's going to happen today? Uh, all right, gentlemen, let's get to uh, a little bit of what we're playing. Uh, obviously, I've been still playing just Persona 4, Arena <laughs> Ultimax. Uh, most of the time, What's I just man, I just come back from work. I shower, eat, fucking wash fools on there. Delay base, <laughs> uh, I just came from the shower. Got to make sure I put them in the rinse repeat cycle. Man, they, uh, they, uh, a lot of people are not very good. Listen, I, I know that because I'm not very good. So if you're losing to me, like, also, um, it seems like a lot of the fundamentals that people have in Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, at least online, you can attribute a little bit to delay base netcode. That's fine, but I think a lot of it also comes from bb tag you know, like i'm not being mm-hmm. not just trying to put it out there but like uh, it just seems that they're trying to play bb tag and this ain't bb tag my friend this is persona so uh mm-hmm. speaking of i saw so you know that major tournament the invitational bbcf tournament i didn't uh, even know they had one no yeah they had one that was like super popular because like it was like a huge a huge cash prize and the funniest thing was that like one of the og uh bb players lost round one and he was like damn dude i thought i was playing bb tag wow how are you how do you know about a tournament for like five days straight and then the first thing you do as soon as you get in is like oh yeah i'm gonna play bb tag at this bbcf game when there's that much on the line much money it was like if i remember correctly it was a thousand dollars for cash prize that's not that bad, yeah. I'm I'm not yeah, Maturino said, oh, you guys are doing an Invitational? Yeah, let's go ham on this one. All right. Um, I also bought Hotline Miami 1 and 2 on Steam. They're on sale both for 9 bucks. I've never played them. I heard they're good. They were on Vita, but I missed them. Um, I'll, I'll yeah, get to Hotline them eventually. Miami's, Hotline Miami is great. Fun, I'll, I'll, all right. I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a slight spoiler. Do not get upset. At the fact that you're gonna die a lot, okay? I heard that. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, gonna die a lot, but the the joy of the game is like learning the 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 rooms, learning the the patterns, learning what you can get away with, and then like just once you do that, you you'll start to see like you go into a room and you're just zooming through, like you're speed running. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's really fun. <laughs> We'll see when I get to that. The next game, I, that non-fighting game that I want to play uh, is probably going to be Danganronpa 3. I want to finish that series finally. So oh, boy. That'll be the next one. And, did you, uh, actually, uh, we'll did you actually play, what was it? forget what it's called, Ultra Despair Girl? I did, yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, the, that was the PSP one, right? No, it was, yeah, it was, the, it was the shooter. Vita. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, the shooting yeah. one. Yeah. It was actually fun. I actually liked it. Yeah, I heard it was fun, actually, yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's very, uh, it's very decisive because... People are like, oh, I don't like it. I'm like, well, I mean, Control. to be fair, Danganronpa is very dark. Yeah, yeah. If you actually look at the series, yeah, if you get into from, it, like the yeah, if you get into the series, like everything's dark. Yeah, it's just the blood is pink, so people are like, hey, look how cute this is. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do there. Yeah, yeah. If you if you think the game is cute and cuddly, go play Ultra Despair Girls and actually look at the what's going on. Yeah, or just read what's going on in Danganronpa. Yeah, like, or oh, read the yeah, read the text dialogue. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. whoo. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I'm playing, or am going to be playing. Broken, what do you got? What are you playing? Oh, you know, FF14, of um, <laughs> League of Legends, Drive. <laughs> like a true fighting gamer. Right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> yeah, in the retirement home, you uh, go. <laughs> Bye. 
No, I'm also playing Strive a little bit here and there. Uh, I am not a Testament player. No. I tried Testament for like three minutes, and I was like, yep, they're not for me. Bye. What did they do with that character in this one? Is so it like, they're, they very, they're a very setup-based character. Oh, setup, okay. They're based on reading your opponent and then being like, wow, you're dumb, and then just punishing you. Gotcha. That makes perfect sense. I, I played, I remember the uh, accent core version, but yeah. Yeah, so they're they're pretty they're pretty strong, I will say that. But they're so setup heavy that I'm just like, ah nope. I'm yeah. I'm rushing Unga. I can't I can't I can't, oh, I can't that's, stand that's around and set up. Really, I mean. Living the gorilla life. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't stand around and like set up a bunch of traps and be like, play my game. No, I, I, I play my game, which is get in, beat up, have fun. That's why I'm playing biking, the most aggressive biking ever. People People see my bike and like, what the hell are you doing rushing in? I'm like, you're losing, so I know I'm winning. <laughs> right? Real life. Pringle, I know real life too, though. Pringle, you've been you, you were mentioning that in Discord. You've been playing a little bit more strive. You said you're kind of turning around on it. What's going no, on? I was that was an April Fool's joke. Oh, man. that was I April like Fool's joke. <laughs> <laughs> You got me. <laughs> Yo, I just uh, wanted it. They believed it for a second. I was like, ha, yeah, right. I haven't even downloaded that game. Come on, man. Uh, <laughs> nah, man, they still butchered me. That game is just, uh, they butchered me way too hard for me to ever consider playing, man. <laughs> season two is going to be an interesting season because if there's anything I can say about Arc System Work games is that no season of any fighting game from theirs is the same as the last season. Yeah, they, they do. Entirely different games. Guilty Gear, Guilty Gear Sign is not the same as Guilty Gear Rev. No. So those are two yeah. different beasts. Yeah. You know, also, uh, why are you playing Sign at this day and age? It is 2022. Nobody, nobody's playing Sign. Um, <laughs> Pringle, what you just said, you know, it's funny. I was actually turning around on Strive because it was, I was, it was kind of like the only game <laughs> that I was playing that I was dedicating a little more time to because outside of doing other things. And I was like, you know what? I was I didn't really like the game, and then I was it kind of like grew on me, and then I played Persona, and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> the netcode is great though. That's like I think that's one of the best things about that game that really makes it so you can just kind of go in, yeah. man. You know, that's great. I'm not saying the Strive is a bad game because yeah. I, I I don't think it is, but I, mm. I I do think that you know what was happening is I think I was like. Um, I was just getting used to how Strive plays. And I was like, okay, this is it. So this is the game that I have in front of me. So yeah, I mean, it's good enough for me. And then I played Persona and like, man, like I'm not just trying to shill Persona here, but like the amount of layers that I've have returned to with Persona, I was just like, I can't go back playing Strive now, man. The, the I just, boomer in you is too powerful, man. You cannot let go of the boomer. <laughs> Speaking of boomer, King of Fighters 15 is a good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the beta. It was fun. <laughs> King of Fighters 15 is a good game. I like it. Uh, speaking of betas. Wait, well, wait, actually, wait, wait, wait. No. Where are you going? No, Where are you going? Hold on. The, Hold on. Going <laughs> We're going too fast. Way too fast. <laughs> Slow it down. Uh, Pringle, what have you been playing? You playing JRPGs? I put, yeah, that, man, like, I, I put uh, that with a question mark. Course. I was like, it's probably. <laughs> of course. I'm playing. A, I'm trying to finish Trails in the Sky, a second chapter, which is, I don't know if you know, but it's so spouty. What man? Trails in the Sky? Dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are like. 500 hour game man they, they, dude they're so dense in, in story man i'm playing in lunatic mode man i think i spent 25 hours just trying to get out of the tutorial because it's like it's like busted man it's busted let, let me explain what trails in the sky is for those of you who don't know 
Yeah. Trails in the Sky is is a series of games, especially also Trails of Cold Steel. They're so the Trails series is so dense. Yeah. <laughs> the shopkeeper has a three hour story that's yeah. important. Like every, the shopkeeper. Every yeah. character has a story Couldn't be that me. is like like you know those old RPG games where like the storekeeper's there and that's it? Nah. You learn yeah, the man. story and the background of that storekeeper in every trail yeah. thing. That's there, why I'm like, bro, how are you? Yeah. That is a that is a commitment. They are they are really like I mean, one of the big reasons why it doesn't get localized is just because the scripts are so long for those games. I think I saw I think I I, I saw a video on the trails like localization. It's mm-hmm. like five hundred pages. Yeah, man. It's pretty crazy. So that's a one game that I'm trying to maybe maybe I just want to finish it before the the newer ones come out and st- well the new one comes out localized and stuff so I'm trying to get into that I'm playing uh, <laughs> I'm playing I'm I'm actually big on farming Sims so I like I'm playing uh, Story of Seasons Pioneers of Olive Town which is like a, a nice little uh, olive sim uh, farming sim mm-hmm. and man I, I just love fishing man I don't know what it is but man you could put a fi- you put a fishing mini game in that thing and I'm gonna be all on that man <laughs> what about like, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, 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 that too had the little fishing mini game, and I would legit be like, nah, I don't want to fight y'all, I just want to fish. Right. So, <laughs> you know, I, but, I always uh, find it hilarious. So they say that every every game gets one hundred percent better when there's a fish when there's fishing. Dude, involved. it does. <laughs> I, I I unlocked Raven like in Rev Two by fishing. I, I unlocked did too. Him. Hey. I didn't even know you could do that. That was really cool. Um, and I'm playing uh, I'm playing um, No More Heroes One. I don't know if you guys heard of that game, but mm-hmm. I'm playing it on the Switch. It's it's fun it, it's kind of like there's a no more heroes they, 2 is better I'll, I'll tell you that so they say that but then some people don't like the combat that much and and the presentation changes but like one thing i don't like about no more heroes 1 is that it's kind of like playing gta sometimes where you have to go from one place to another and you have to do the whole open world thing and there's like nothing going on so it's like okay i'm gonna go pick up some coconuts like legit picking up coconuts and then you're gonna i gotta killed this guy because he's a pizza ceo and eh, it's like a lot of like kind of okay, random so stuff in between man you, you say that the pizza ceo guy is random yeah no more heroes 2 is based on this pizza ceo oh yeah story. i think yeah i remember hearing about that yeah dude, <laughs> i always really... found it hilarious that people are like yeah. this is side content i don't care about it and then all of a sudden they, you play the two game they're like who the hell it's why all connected, are you all, man. Why are you angry at me? And it was like, yeah, you didn't play the pizza CEO game. <laughs> and uh, and of course, I've been playing um, some rivals. I've gotten better at that game, but games, man, that DLC needed to get nerfed, man, bro. That was hell. I couldn't. I was not enjoying that game at all for like a whole like two months. The DLC was just stomping people everywhere, left it and right. It did get nerfed. Yeah, what? Which one? It did get nerfed. Yeah, it got nerfed finally, man. Everybody dropped it. <laughs> Dude, drop like flies, man. Once they got nerfed, and uh, I've actually tried playing some Skullgirls again, trying that, and uh, how'd that go? It's going all right. I, I switched up my characters, and I'm kind of like I'm just washing people here and there, and then I'm getting smoked here and there. You know, the Skullgirls lifestyle. Right? Are you, you trying Umbrella, or you get destroy? Yeah. Piece Which of one? Famine. Did you? Yeah. Did you try Umbrella? Nah, man. I ain't spending that much, man. I'm still cheap. <laughs> That ain't changed. <laughs> I'm not spending that much on no character. <laughs> I hear I hear Umbrella's OP. Yeah, she has. What's cool is Umbrella has, like, one thing I, I really like about her, 
outside of like i don't really care too much about her but one thing i like is that she has the uh, what is it the agus reflector that um dude from street fighter has Urian. Uh, yeah yeah Urian. yeah and it reflects projectiles man it's it, like it projects ball. everything you can literally yeah. you can literally get shot with a hyper beam cannon just put out Aegis reflector and just walk yeah. up to your opponent it's really just cool that's walk that's what your like, opponent yeah i so will say it. i will say the thing that i think is cool is that she's basically sin kisk as well because mm. her whole thing is that she constantly has to eat mm-hmm. to do yeah, like specials. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's that's cool. true. Yeah, I always think that it's kind of cool to have like a special meter that like dictates what you're doing. I always think those characters are cool, which mm-hmm. is funny because I don't like Johnny. Because I, I'm <laughs> not, I I don't hate Johnny. I just I'm not good enough to play Johnny. That's what I'm trying to say. But I always. I always like goof around with Johnny, but like Johnny's one of those kind of characters. It's like, oh yeah, management of meter and stuff like that. Coins and money, pennies. Oh, yeah. yeah, you gotta you gotta make sure you're being frugal with them pennies, right? Yeah. All right, fellas. Uh, before we get to some news, we got we got quite a few uh, items and then topic of the week. But uh, this is episode fifty, so I wanted to dedicate some time to do something nice for our listeners. What do you got broken? I gotta go get my food. <laughs> Oh, go ahead. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Well, while, while Broken is going to eat because uh, poor boy's malnourished, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do something here. And uh, this is more so for the listeners, but I also wanted you guys to, to answer some of these questions. But uh, although now that Broken is not here, uh, he won't be able to answer the first one. But uh, there's gonna be yeah, the man brought the, yeah. he brought the, he got the two drinks up in there. Oh, he man. said, "I'm gonna feast." <laughs> um, I told you guys before. I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go." I'm a hungry man. Guys. That is a lot of food. So for people that are listening that are not watching, uh, he brought in like a giant bag. It looked like a DoorDash bag of uh, yeah. a bunch of food plus uh, two drinks and a straw. So he's set. I'm, he's I'm gonna hungry. get free. Yeah, I'm hungry as you guys know. So while you were gone, I was explaining. We're going to do a one round of uh, FGC Hollywood trivia. So this is going to be questions. So for old school listeners of FGC Hollywood, they might be able to get this. But I also want you two, when the question is not pertained to you, uh, to try to answer these. And it, I'll, let's do this. I can either give you multiple choice or you can try to just get the correct answer. Which one would you prefer? I kind of want to do multiple choice because like, I know a lot about fighting games, but... I'm gonna tell you right now. Once we get past like 2000, well, that's not about fighting games. It's about FGC Hollywood. So you should. Oh, FGC Hollywood. Okay, okay. We'll we'll see how it goes. Okay. So, uh, and for the listeners, I want them to keep tally as well. So Pringle, you're kind of uh, you can't really answer this one because I'll be cheating. So you get no point on this one. Um, (laughs) But the first question for FGC Hollywood listeners: Keep a tally. What is Pringle's cat's name? (laughs) <laughs> is it is it paul is it bubsy or is it zeke so get your answers bring i'm gonna i'm sorry right now but <laughs> i'm gonna probably screw this one up go ahead man what do you got i should i forgot uh, to tell the story about he didn't let us sleep last night <laughs> yeah i feel like it's not paul i'll, I'll say that okay i, I don't so that I'm gonna I'm gonna cut to one off. Uh, Z- Zeke was it? It is Zeke. Very nice. Oh! Zeke. He's <laughs> <up for him. laughs> 
Yo, he did not let us sleep last night, man. I don't know what was when going on with the man. Sleep? I don't know, man. <laughs> man. Uh, he wasn't having it this night. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one, Pringle, I guess you were there, so you also can't answer, but uh, the listeners of Hollywood can answer. And Broken. Mm-hmm. On episode four of FGC Hollywood, Mac and Pringle went on a 30-minute tangent reminiscing about this game. <laughs> Is it? Uh oh. Uh oh. Which one? Uh oh. <laughs> Is it Persona Three, Paper Mario, or Maple Story? Oh, it's Maple Story. <laughs> <laughs> he knows us too well. We still reminisce about it. Yeah. Uh, I checked episode four. Man, we were we went ham <laughs> for like forty-five minutes. I think I cut Dude. a lot of it. I cut a lot of it. Oh man! What's funny is that you guys keep talking about Maple Story. So that's how I knew. <laughs> That's how I, I, just saw video, I just saw a video recently talking about how Maple Story was the first game to introduce the gotcha mechanic. Mm-hmm. Man, if that's true, that is. There you go. That's why. <laughs> Next on. All right. Question three. On episode eight, Mac goes on a rant about this Twitter account. Is it Capcom, oh, no. the Hololive VTubers, or Arxis? I feel like it's the Hololive VTubers. I, I want to say, I want to say Arxis. Pringle is correct. It, is, it was Arxis. <laughs> that was a trick question because I also talked about. I didn't go on a rant, but I also talked about this racist VTuber back then that would like was like, oh my god, that was terrible. I don't. I've, uh, uh, man, I, I don't remember if you remember that, but uh, yeah, it was. It was. I remember simple. that. I remember Arxis that. really pissed me off because uh, they did the whole cyberpunk making fun of them and all that. So I went on a rant. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now this one is for Pringle because Broken should know this. At least I would hope. Broken Wing. <laughs> Broken Wing has made his debut appearance to FGC Hollywood on which episode? 14, 10, 21. Ooh, I want to say 10. It is 10. Very nice. Yes. It, is 10. it is 10. I felt like it was the... In this case, it was probably the earliest episode because I know something happened that day. <laughs> You know, it's funny because I knew it was 10 because I was like, I remember back in the day, I was the the emergency or the, oh, hey, we're the big celebration. Right. Uh, You were also on episode 14, but you weren't on 21. So I tried to throw a curveball in there. Ah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Now, I'm hoping the broken knows this as well as Hollywood because this happened somewhat recently. Uh, Pringle said, quote, she is way too thick on which <laughs> one of these characters? Chun-Li, oh Biken, Shermie. I want to say Shermie because <laughs> she is thick, but there is no such thing as too thick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a degenerate. All right. It was, no it was Shermie. Yeah. <laughs> I never actually said that about Chun-Li, but I didn't think about it. She's pretty thick, though, Chun-Li, but she's, she's more muscular. I don't know. But them legs, though. Jesus Christ. Have you seen the real life Chun-Li? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. yeah, yeah. She scares me. She actually scares me. I would, I'd be terrified if I was in a room with that lady. I don't care if she gives me the shot. I'm like, look, ma'am, I, I understand that you're a doctor, but uh, I don't know. I gotta, I feel threatened by your presence alone. Okay, uh, where am I? It looks like I'm on number six. So, Broken, we'll see if you know this one because I think this happened. Somewhat early on, because uh, Pringle's been dealing with this for a while. So, Pringle hurt his what 
while throwing around bags of sand. <laughs> his, his back, his wrist, or his legs? I want to say his back, because that's normally what happens when you throw things around. You break your back. Pringle, what was it? It was my hand. It's just you couldn't <laughs> tell. That was, such a, that was such a trick question. How can you tell? I look fine. <laughs> uh, I don't know where you're at, Broken, but I, I don't think you're passing yet. <laughs> uh, okay, I think we're at number seven. So, on I think I got three in the, on the board. Three, three points yeah, on the board. Yeah, you're, you're doing fine. I was just giving you shit. Um, on episode 26, Broken Wing says... It's a bare bone. What did I write here? Uh, checklist. Yeah, it's a. I can't even read my own handwriting. It's so bad. It's it's a <laughs> bare bone checklist about what fighting game feature. And I didn't want to give you guys options here because it would be a too much of a giveaway. Damn. So on I episode twenty six, you said it's a bare bone checklist about a certain fighting game feature. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive training mode. Mm, close. Dang. It wasn't about. It oh, wasn't a specific dang. game, but it was a fighting game feature that fighting games get wrong a lot. So think mm. about oh. one feature in fighting games that they cannot get right, and it's a bare bone checklist. I wouldn't say it's. It is. It's just like going into training mode, and all you do is just like a checklist. Did you move forward? Good. You were Next talking step. about tutorials and fighting. Tutorials, games. yeah. I was talking about tutorials. Yes. Damn, even it is a bare, <laughs> It is a bare bone checklist. Yeah. Those are bare bone checklists. It's just mm -hmm. odd. Mm -hmm. What fighting game? Okay, minus <laughs> Rev 2. Minus <laughs> Rev 2 and minus them's fighting herds. Can you tell me right now that doesn't do the checklist for tutorials? Well, it is a checklist, but it's a good one, and that's under nine. Yeah, they do that. It's full of freaking text, though. Yeah, but it is a good tutorial. It shows you exactly what's going I on. I think Blazeville even does it, too, but it's just boring. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But it is. It's bare bone checklist. <laughs> Persona's really exactly. bad, too. That's a terrible tutorial. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Skullgirls got it, yep. too. Yeah. Come on, Mike Z. Everyone says Skullgirls is uh, tutorials godlike, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, but why am I, I reading still? Yeah, I mean, it teaches you everything, but like, I, I would say it was godlike before TFH dropped. <laughs> right. But our standards are like as high as the floor right now. So TFH literally just said, Hey, you guys want to play the story mode? Yeah. You try to play fighting games while you're playing story mode. And I was mm -hmm. like, Thank God. A breath of fresh air. Okay, here's a, here's a fun one. Through 50 episodes, I have taken 17 pot shots at this other fighting game podcast who which, which podcast am i talking about event hubs yeah james chen tv or coffee and combos james chen tv i was gonna say event hubs but it's actually james chen tv because <laughs> <laughs> we know event hubs is that that that, that you know uh, you want to you want to know what event hubs is event hubs is street fighter the podcast yeah basically yeah uh... all right we got two more here We'll, we'll try to close out strong. Okay, when Pringle doesn't like a game and he doesn't think it's good, he has a phrase. <laughs> what does he say? The game is gutter trash. The game might as well be BB tag. 
or the game is doo doo butt cheeks. <laughs> I like the last one. I like the last one. <laughs> oh man! I, get, I will also accept booty butt cheeks. You've said yeah. both. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the last one. That that's good. Yeah, that's a. Uh, that that's one of your favorite uh, phrases, Pringle. I like. Yeah, it, it is booty butt cheeks. Booty butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, last one. Uh, I think I this, got what, like five now. Yeah, that's five on the board. This this one should be easy. Okay, out of the three hosts of Hollywood, which one of them is the true pro strammer? Ooh, I mean this one's easy. It's broken, definitely now. <laughs> you know what's funny is I'm streaming this currently, and you're still the pro streamer. Yeah, man. <laughs> all right, fellas, that's all we had. Twitter, everybody. I had to go on Twitter while he was setting this up, and I was like, "Hey, guys, we're live." Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all we had for the. I I wanted to prepare something a little more special, but. Um, the only thing I could really think of to do to include Hollywood in. So hopefully people enjoyed that. Um, a little Hollywood trivia. Hopefully we can do more of that. Um, hopefully we can reach more milestones eventually. We'll do mm. more, more of that stuff. Uh, but that's all for the wrap up section of the podcast. And now we can finally get to some news. Round one, FGC news. All right, fellas, we got. Three items of news here, and it kind of pertains to all of us. Uh, the first one, let's start with the most recent thing that happened, and that is uh, on March 1st, which is the NFD Open Beta 2, and uh, we're just going to give some of our thoughts. But before, uh, I want to go through everything that happened, some stats, the good and bad, so uh, let's start this. So on March 1st through March 4th, 2022, Arxis and Aiding went through with the DNF Dual Second Open Beta as planned, and so... Five days post-beta, let's gather our thoughts and talk about some of this stuff. So here are some stats. Uh, the input delay numbers have come out regarding the beta version of the game. The best performance as far as input delay is concerned was surprisingly the PlayStation 4 Pro with 2.48 frames of delay, which is really good. Uh, coming in second was the PS4 Slim with 2.49 frames of delay. And lastly, the PS5 with 5.38 frames of delay. So... Doesn't work very well natively on PS5. You know, it was funny if you played the PlayStation 4 version on the PlayStation 5, it has the same amount of input delay as if you're playing on the PlayStation 4. So I don't know why would you play it on PlayStation 5 natively, which is weird. Um, but anyway, the, obviously the beta wasn't available to PC, so we don't know the frame delay there. But uh, it's probably going to be close to, I would assume, the 2.48. Anyway, really good frame delay, which is, is good. Or input lag for people that aren't familiar with that term. Uh, the game also featured the newly revealed character Ghostblade, who will be a part of the the still growing roster for the game, which is, uh, by the way, again, set to release this upcoming summer on June 28th, 2022. Let's talk about some of the good, and this is just some of the evidence I've gathered through mostly FGC Twitter and people talking about it on YouTube and stuff. So um, great rollback netcode, and we, we'll have a question about that from Zio. He also talked about the rollback, which is apparently excellent. Um, I personally think the UI is good uh, from what I've seen. It's not like immaculate, but it's serviceable. So I I think it's okay. Um, pretty good features overall. I think uh, one of the best ones that they got, especially now that I've been playing Persona more, is uh, the infinite quick rematch, which is something that some of these older games are lacking, man. I'm playing in Persona. I got to go back to the lobby every time I got to play a game. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's so annoying, dude. Yeah, so that's great. The fact that you can just rematch infinitely 
Um, characters look great, in my opinion. I think animations are excellent as well. So as far as the presentation aspect, I think they got it right. So that's the good. Some of the bad. Uh, no training room, which I guess, depending on who you are, that is both, you know, uh, a must in fighting game betas or you don't care at all. I'm more on the side that I don't really care. It would be nice, but it's not like a deal breaker. I saw I saw a tweet from Sea Leaf Dojo that I think would have been a good idea to implement, which is you get 30 minutes. Yeah, and we talked about that during the FGC Hollywood Plus beta episode where we, we sure, said, period. yeah, make it a window of let us let us train and then we can't. But, you know, I also saw Gecko Squirrel talk about this on YouTube. He says he believes the reason why they didn't put the training mode offline feature is because of the fact that if you go on DNF Duel right now, you can still do your character edit. So it looks like they couldn't figure out how to implement a training mode and lock it post beta because then people would just go in and break the game and just start, you know, still playing Ooh, training mode wanna, after the beta. We don't want another Street Fighter Five. No, we don't. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So no training mode, but whatever. If you want to categorize that as a bad, that's one of them. The lobby room search is really bad. Um, if you're about playing with randoms, then it's fine. But if you were trying to play with your friend and trying to find somebody specifically, if you did, you probably got booted out. And then there's there's a terrible way of searching. It had like a random search for the lobby participants or if it was like seven to eight or whatever. It was just really tough to play with who you wanted to play with. So that was uh, not a great feature there. As far as the defensive options in the game so far, they seem to be lacking. The only one is like a guard cancel that requires a lot of meter. It, it, it's, it's way too much meter. It doesn't seem it, it to be serviceable right now. Meter. Yeah, um, and it just seems like it's not it's not a great go to defensive option in a game that people will just make you block. By the way, it, there's also a guard gauge, which is not great. You can get guard broken. Uh, mm, damn. Yeah, not good. Blue style. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the pace. I, uh, Go ahead, Broken. I was going to say about the guard. It costs way too much meter to do. And I think I heard someone say, I think it was Gecko Squirrel who said it. Who said that the better idea is instead of using magic. Is instead to use your guard gauge itself. Because mm. you're already using guard gauge when you're blocking. So why not just like. Because they're, they're blocks. So why right. not just use those blocks as like two blocks is how much you you waste for a guard guard cancel because then it would make it so that you can use guard cancel right because it costs way too much meter to use guard cancel I think it's like a hundred meter and yeah, you start 100. with a hundred meter yeah damn yeah so basically like let's say you get into the game and you start and you get into an unblockable setup you just wasted all your meter congrats. Mm -hmm. And there's no burst in that game, right? Nope. There's and no the, burst. Yeah. Not a single burst. Damn. No. They didn't want anybody. They wanted it to be the aggressive game. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that that's definitely an option that, or definitely a, a, a fault of that game. They need more defensive options from what it seems like. Uh, also, the pace seems to be contradicting itself. You have full screen normals with extremely slow walk speed. So I don't know what that's about. Um, it's not like Undernight where you have certain characters have, uh, they can either dash block or they have some sort of reversal and a parry or like a shield. And it's, uh, 
it's just weird to play neutral in that way where you're making the space get occupied by giant normals, but then you're making it really difficult to get in to contest that space. So, Yeah, to, for me, the thing I, I always feel weird about when I play DNF duel during both betas was characters attack and like when you attack, you feel like, oh man, I feel like a god. I feel so good. And then as soon as attacking is done and you're in neutral, it's like, oh, yeah, engaging. <laughs> and then like, yeah. And then the worst feeling of it is like you, you finish a combo and then you have to rush into your opponent to start another combo. And you're like, this feels so weird. It feels like you go from fast speed to like underwater to fast speed to underwater all mm -hmm. the time. Dude. I saw the game recently, and I noticed that, too. I was like, yo, why did it look like they're running in half the frames per second? I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm and like, it's funny, too, because DNF Beta 2 is faster than DNF Beta 1, and it still yeah. feels like it's not fast enough. I don't. I. I. Yeah, I didn't feel that when I was playing the game in terms of the speed. I didn't play it very long, of course, but, like, yeah, man. I, I saw it again, and I was like, dude, that doesn't seem right. It seems really odd. Like, what's weird, too, is it's almost so weird that, like, in, like you think of, like, Grand Blue, and even then, Grand Blue has kind of, like, a pace with the buttons because the buttons come out as fast almost as, like, the run speed. But mm. in that game, the run speed is, like, and then they throw out that big-ass button that hits you from across the screen, like, ah! And it's like, whoa! <laughs> Very similar way of, of approaching the gameplay style in this game, which... I mean, you know me. I'm I'm not a fan of Grand Blue, at least the way it plays. Uh, mm -hmm. So, but I thought I thought DNF could do something a little different as far as, uh, especially with some of the cancel windows. I thought it was just more interesting. Mm -hmm. But as a team right now, I haven't played the game. I can't really comment, and I don't really want to say it's one way or another because I can't say. But right now, it just seems that people believe that this game will probably get figured out soon just yeah. because of the way it plays right now. I also, I, I hate to say it, but some of the mechanics need to be reworked. Yeah. Conversion needs to be reworked. You mentioned that, the yeah. Only, yeah. the only one that can use it, technically. Yep. I will say this. Um, in terms of the bad, uh, the lobby room search is probably not going to be how it... Like, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a private lobby in the, at the full release of the game. I would hope the so. The reason... I feel like the reason they did it that way was not for you to play with your friends. It was to play random people because it's a beta. So they want you to play like the most random people because they want they want to see like connections that are so outlandish just so that that way. I said it in on Gecko Squirrel's YouTube channel. You can see it, there's a post. I said they want you to fight because it's a beta. They want you to fight people that you're never going to fight mm -hmm. for the sole purpose of when you do accidentally fight that one person. It's not ass. Yo, I will say the rollback being good is always good, though. Hey, the rollback's really good, though. I will say that, like, the netcode feels smooth. It, it, I never felt like. Okay, so there were moments where, like, I'd enter a room and I wouldn't be able to play anybody, but when you played somebody, it felt good. That's always really like the big W, I think, in all of this, man. Like. More rollback games, more options, more actual options. Not, I got to play in this whack-ass delay-based swamp. <laughs> oh, thank God. The final game to end up the delayed-based netcode chapter of our lives is Persona. Yeah. I hope that that doesn't become like a scapegoat, though, of being like, oh, yeah, well, man. at least it has rollback. I was like, well, that can't be your only dub. Yeah, like, you have dude, to have yeah. 
That used to be the only dub. I was playing that game though. Lisa got rolled. That used to be that used to be how fighting games were played back in the day. Well, like there were bad fighting games, but hey, had rollbacks if people bought it and played it. I was like, bro, Um, why do you think people are playing Rev Two right now still? Yeah. So we'll see. Well, I mean, obviously June twenty eighth is is still pretty far away. So we'll we'll see what happens with that game. Zio on Patreon had a question, and he says, I got to play the DNF Duel beta, or as I like to call it, the met that was heard around the world. And clearly, I didn't enjoy it too much. I felt it was kind of a boring game. What I want to focus on, though, was the netcode. It's amazing. <laughs> Just like I mentioned. Yep. Uh, this takes any good netcode we have had before and puts it to shame, which is pretty high praise considering, you know, Strive netcode is pretty good. Uh, as well as Killer Instinct as others. Skullgirls as well, right? Um, he says, I, I played like 20 or 30 games with Dark, who is, by the way, in our FGC Hollywood Discord, and I completely forgot that he lives in Finland. Zio, by the way, is living in Taiwan. So that's a Taiwan to Finland connection. Uh, I only realized a few games in because there was a tiny hiccup during the match, and that was it. We were on 330 plus MS connection, which is a lot. That's a um, lot. That's too much for me. <laughs> yeah, way too that's, much. That's like America to Japan. Like Strive yeah. can't handle even even Strive can't handle three thirty. Like that's crazy. Um, his question is, I guess he's got two. How far can the netcode carry this game? And aren't you glad this game did not make the Evo lineup? I think this game should have made the Evo lineup. I feel like, I feel like it's a good game for Evo. It's kind of hype. It's kind of fun to look at. I mean, it's. I'll say this: when you when you see people move in neutral, it's not fun. But when you're seeing people like going in and like doing attacks, that's kind of fun to watch. You gotta have one or the other. If Grand Blue makes it, DNF Duel can't make it. You're right. One, you gotta have one of the yeah. of the other. You gotta have one slow game or the other slow game. <laughs> I'd prefer Grand Blue to get it. At least they kind of were around. Right. I think Grand Blue deserves its spot. All right. Yeah. Grand Blue needs its time to shine. Give all it right? to the delay base netco game because once they're away from the offline, they're back in hell. <laughs> yeah, man, that's so true, dude. Let them let them get one, man. <laughs> yeah. Let them. They get need one. one victory. They need one victory. Yeah. Uh, his first question, though. Pringle, you mentioned that. Uh, personally, for you, is the netcode being amazing enough to carry a game like this? Yo, I'm not going to lie. I think it can, man. Because as much as I love Skullgirls, if that game didn't have that netcode, nobody would be playing it. Nobody would be playing Skullgirls, man. That's, dude, that game, it's like I was able re- I just played a dude. He was in Japan, man. We played at 110 ping. That's it, man. That's like one or two friends delayed. That is guy like I got smoked so hard. This dude, one of the best JP players, and it, it almost felt like he could have kept playing me for hundreds of hours too. But I think a Neko can really help a game survive because at the end of the day, if you even if the game is kind of decent, you can at least pop it in, play it for a bit, and you could play the game. Especially if like they got quick rematch, they got quick menu options like what i like about scroll so much and it's and and it's amazing because it's in rivals too is i just go in there click like three buttons and i'm already fighting somebody and that that ease of access is just too great i like it sadly i think in melty's case that could have saved melty in the way but melty had so much hiccups in their netcode situation too so and i nobody just like melty is just so 
it's so like bottom feeding degenerate game. I don't know what it is. Nobody play it, but you know, it's just not there. But I think something like DNF do as weird as it is, it'll probably get like maybe they'll just buff the speed. They did it with Grand Blue. Grand Blue initially on the betas was slower and they buffed the speed by about like 25%, I think. So it's possible they might just do the same thing with DNF Duel. They make the they make run speed faster. It might be a much better game. Just that was for that like alone. they already did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So it, I mean, I think it, it needs some time. more. It needs some more time in the sun. Yeah, I, man. I, but I think that like if it was like if I were to say I'm not gonna say it, like carries it in a way where it can make it go up, but I will say that it could keep it alive. Okay. I will say this. I think I don't. I'm not gonna give up on Melty because I think Kimo- Kimone keeps talking to the yeah. audience. That's I, one thing that I like about Kimone. Yeah, man. since he streams, he talks and he speaks English now. Yeah, yeah. He, he's learning English, and since he's learning English and he speaks in English, he will respond to you. So, like, if you ask Kimone a question, he'll be like, "Yeah, I, I, I understand this." He's also a he's also a gamer. He plays the game. Yep. He knows what he is going game, down. Yep. So, like, I I'm not gonna give up on Melty because he's the like, only. It, only VTuber that has my respect. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm definitely, I think Melty, like I said, man, as soon as at, at Actress again recoded, reloaded, next drops, that'll be a better game, man. Because like old Melty had the same problem. It was bad till like Actress again and stuff or like whatever afterwards. It got a lot better, but yeah. it just needs, it, that game just needs some like some grease in the, you know, grease the, the wheels a little bit more and that'd be a godlike game, man. You know what I find hilarious is that Nobody ever says that the the ver- newest iteration of a fighting game is good. They always <laughs> reminisce about some, that last one. And I'm thinking, I just realized why now. I, everything comes together a- after a while, like once you think about it. It's because everyone's enjoying the best iteration of last yeah. gen game. And that's the reason why they like it. No one likes Vanilla Street Fighter 4. Everyone <laughs> likes Ultra Street Fighter 4. No one liked Sign. Everyone likes Rev 2. Mm-hmm. No one liked First Strike. They love Third Strike. You know what I mean? I don't think I don't think there was a First Strike, but it's okay. Um, or whatever it was, it's new war, new gener, new generation. That's knows? what it was. Who knows what it was called? I'm not. I'm not that old. <laughs> Way too many races. That's man. what I'm saying. I'm saying like everyone always says the last version of a game was good, but that's because that game had so many iterations that it went from. This game's bad to this game's good. And now yeah. we're living in a new version of hey, that's here's the new game. And I feel like I feel like that's what it is, is that we're in everyone judges a new game. And then like as soon as the game gets better, everyone starts to finally reminisce. But like when it's in the beginning, everyone's like, This game's bad. And I feel like give a game some time to shine, get some time to like breathe, figure it out. Dragon Ball Fighters is not the same game. We're in season four of Dragon Ball Fighters. That's an entirely different game. Yeah, that you can Dragon actually pick the assist now, which is like a game changer in itself, man. Exactly. Like people love Dragon Ball Fighters, but like season one was insanely different than. Okay, not everyone does, but <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna, I was gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, where? <laughs> not here. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. It's a cool. <laughs> It's cool. Listen, that game kind of puts me to sleep sometimes, but like it's it is long, bro. It's decent. Um, I don't. I'm not a huge fan, but I'm not a hater. Like you know, it's got Goku in it. All six of them. <laughs> Yo, with half the roster is Goku. You know, it's a good game. Yo, for real. Yo, blue Goku, black Goku, kid Goku. We got them all. 
pronoun Goku. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on to uh, another news item. Uh, Rivals two set for twenty twenty four on April first, which you know that's a dangerous date to announce a game because nobody will believe you. But <laughs> you know, we, we are now we are now at the the second iteration. If I had a nickel for every time a fighting game announced a game on April Fools, Man. I'd have two ni- I'd have Ooh. two nickels. <laughs> Which is not much, but it's concerning that it's happened on I do want to say one thing, and I learned it recently, is that that's a, that's a thing with uh, the Rivals game. That's the, that's a thing with the creator, Dan. Every year, he always does it on April 1st, dude. Every year. That's his joke, man. He's a troll. Yeah, you know, he's a troll, You dude. know what? I saw an amazing tweet on, on April 1st, which is, you should shoot your shot. Because if if the girl says no, you can always say April Fool. Hey, that's <laughs> that's like the IRL option select right there. Like, that nah, is just the kidding. actual IRL option select. Yeah. All right, but nevertheless, on April first, twenty twenty two, Aether Studios revealed Rivals Two, the long-awaited sequel to the highly acclaimed platform fighting game Rivals of Aether, which is set to launch sometime in twenty twenty four, a long time away. The developers released an early trailer for the game, which showcases the game transitioning from its 2D pixel art style to a more of a cel-shaded 3D art style. However, it seems that the legacy platform mechanics will remain intact for the most part. The game will feature additional platform fighting mechanics, such as shielding, ledges, grabs, a six-frame buffer window, while still holding on to the rival's parry system, and hit falling. On their website, Aether Studios specifies that they are not ready to announce the game's business model as of yet, though a free-to-play model has not been ruled out and is in consideration. Lastly, they also announced that a closed beta will be coming sometime in 2023, and while there is no definitive date for the release of the game as of yet, they are quite deep into development and will keep fans updated through their newsletter, website, and Twitter. Hmm. Pringle, I will default to you on this one. Uh, Rivals 2, what do you feel about... Uh, first of all, uh, can you educate me a little bit on the whole like Rivals the, parry mechanic and all that? Like, Is that specific to Rivals, or is that something that platform yeah, players... So, what's going on? I think in the new, new Smash game, they added like a, the ability to parry and stuff like that when you drop your shield, but in Rivals specifically, it's it's more along the lines where... The origin is the fact that they couldn't implement shield, to my understanding, in the beginning. So they were just like, budget, let's put parry in there. Mm-hmm. And parry just works in a way where if they hit you, you, you press a button when they hit you, and you can just punish them. And what's cool about the parry is that you can do like very consistent things, and depending on certain things, you have a longer amount of time to work with when you parry them and stuff like that. So in the new Rivals 2, they're adding a shield, which I've heard people not kind of be interested in it. There's been kind of like a bit of a... A disconnect with the community on that because they're like ah shield ah parries are sick though because parries parries are kind of cool because you they press a button you parry it and then bam you could just make them explode but shield is like it's smash basically there's not really that much of a difference between because the big difference with rivals is that it's like melee but like there's no shielding and there's no grabbing but now that you add into the shield mechanic now there's actual grabbing because it's like the only way that People can bypass the shield mechanics. So now, I mean, personally, I don't really, I don't really think I care that much, man. They hit me with the 2024, and I was like, ah, that's too long for me, man. <laughs> I don't care. That doesn't exist in my mind till I see an actual game uh, release date of the year of. But 
Um, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it's just going to be like a separate game. They've, I think they've hit the the nail with the rollback pretty much. So, I mean, whatever they do next should be really cool. I think that like, uh, I think if it works out okay, it might be an actual competition towards Smash. But that, I mean, that thing is its own beast, you know. But it would be cool to have something where people are interested in another platform fighter that isn't just Smash. It, think, it, uh, it looked like a competitive uh, or like uh, something that would look to compete against Smash just by the art style change, don't you think? Yeah, man. They're basically like, I think they're just trying. I mean, of course, they're making their own thing. But if I was to say they were competing, they're definitely they definitely just want to make a, a better melee. Because hmm. like almost in a way, the problem with melee is that it's very like not good for your hands. You got to like destroy your hands. You're going to get some some carpal tunnel or arthritis. It's a lot of like really just on and up, very up, uh, just not very good for your hand controller type style of playing. Got to pick up and that CRT. Are, yeah, CRT is very just not very functional. But with Rivals too, they I think they they I would say in a way they're almost doing what they kind of wanted to do in the beginning with Rivals too, okay. by being able to essentially make their own melee with like. A lot of because like what I like about rivals is that there's a lot of things that make it easier for like beginner people, just casuals, like a lot of the movement and a lot of the things that is in the game isn't as hard compared to if you're playing melee. But then it has like because like with Smash Ultimate, they brought some of the movement options. But honestly, with these platform fighters, I think they live and die by the movement. If the movement is bad, nobody's going to play it with brawl and stuff. But when the movement is good people are going to love that. And that's why people still play Melee because of the movement. So well, they're going to do that. Go ahead. Nick All-Stars is having a problem oh, with keeping dead. people in. And that game has great movement, but like... It's got no voice people acting. Complain of, yeah, no, people are complaining about no voice acting. I'm like, little, little. Come on, man. Gently, firmly grasp it. Firmly grasp it. They, I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot with how they kind of released the game in terms of like yeah. lack of voice. Had I no think budget. Voice act- to be yeah. fair, to be fair, like if you think about it, half the characters in that game, they're the voice actors are either like dead or like not voice acting anything anymore. Right. Like, they didn't have a budget to pay them anyway, so like it doesn't really matter. I, in my head, like why couldn't they just get sound clips or something, man? Those, I mean, they, 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 they probably don't own it. Yeah. About- yeah, they probably complain about the sound clips. Like, I want the real voice acting. Like, I don't want computer generated noise. Well, you got nothing. Hopefully, you like. Yeah, that. you got nothing. I, and I also heard that like I was giving it props at the time. I thought the rollback was good, but people were like, "Nah, it's got its problems." Yeah, the and rollback. Just... Well, the thing is, is that the rollback is done by one guy. But to, to be fair, Guilty Gear Strive is done by one guy, and it works really well. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I feel like that game was just kind of made to maybe sell, like honestly, because it, it just kind of died after a week, and then after a week, I think it even had a sale going on. So it just, I was like, I was so interested in it, but when I couldn't hear this man Nigel say "smashing," I was just like, no. <laughs> but I heard they're working on getting voice acting into it. They they're still supporting it, which is yeah, good. Yeah, which I, yeah, I think that's great. But man, I would say that game is kind of like uh, it's gonna be hard to bring people back into that yeah. thing. I, think. I mean, multiverse is on the horizon too. There's gonna be competition out there. So yeah, man, they gotta compete with uh, freaking Shaggy, man. Good luck. Yep. 
So, I mean, Brawlhalla is still doing its thing. I mean, there's there's a bunch of options. Brawlhalla is its own separate beast. I would never, I would never. So the thing is, is that Brawlhalla is like a Smash clone game. Brawlhalla is boring as sin. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not really into that. I I think I've tried it because well, it's free. So I mean, I've tried it too, and I'm like, this game is boring as sin. Speaking platform fighters, man. Yeah. Speaking of free, what, what did you think about them still, you know, holding the door open for perhaps going free to play on this thing? That'd be cool, man. I, I feel like they might. Maybe it's one of those cases where they're getting enough support from Rivals One or something because they just now dropped like the four new DLC characters and it got a lot of a lot of interest in the game. And uh, I would say that it, it probably wasn't as difficult because it, they were pretty much workshop based games. For the ones that don't know, Workshop is like a separate mode in Rivals that lets people make their own character and give them their own moves and stuff. That's how you see like uh, Ronald McDonald and Kirby and all these other characters in that game. Mm-hmm. So they essentially grabbed four game, uh, four characters that were made from like fans. And I think there was one that was even made by somebody that works in the uh, character design department. And they just made, put them into the base game. And I was like, boom, brought up. Because that's really cool, man. Not every day you get four new characters i was like damn man but whoo man that was ah man that was horrible straight yeah. hate fighting those guys man. yeah i i remember you talking about how everybody yeah, but, broken dlc <laughs> but i fair, will say, luckily it wasn't ronald mcdonald's because oh man i wouldn't want to get slapped by him around <laughs> but i will seen, say have you seen color 11 ronald mcdonald nah, nah. people have to cheese color 11 because it's that difficult but I will say that the free-to-play models—it's cool. I think it's—it could. I think the free-to-play model might just even be a future in the sense because it can be like very effective. I mean, looking at Brawlhalla, they—I yeah. mean, their tournaments are win- you got kids, you got thirteen-year-old kids getting rich, man. So yeah. I want to say something about the free-to-play model, but I feel like we should go on to the next. Yeah, topic yeah, we do. We I, I I do think that a free-to-play topic of the week eventually will be in play, uh, just not this week. So yeah. Well, keep uh, keep going here. We got one more news item, and then I, I really want to talk about topic of the week. So um, this has to do with SNK, and this is not much news, but I do think people should know about this because, you know, it is pretty important. Uh, so on March 6, 2022, it was made official that SNK Corporation, the longtime developer and publisher of games such as the King of Fighters series, Samurai Showdown series, and Metal Slug series, as well as many others, has been nearly bought out to its entirety by the subsidiary of the Saudi Crown Prince Foundation Electronic Game Development Company, which is owned by Mohammed bin Salman. So we, we actually talked about this in 2020, Pringle. I don't know if you remember, but... Uh, I remember, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talk about how there's one Saudi prince who loves SNK. My man is keeping them alive. So... Yeah, so as of today, or really, I mean, as of February 15th, but I mean, since we're reading it today, so the Crown Prince Foundation now owns 96.15% of SNK, which is uh, pretty much all of it. The, the move the move followed the purchase of a 33.3% stake in SNK Corporation back in late 2020, which is, that's when Pringle and I read that news item, which generated some headlines, especially as they were... Uh, there were additional plans to own a total of 51% of the company. However, obviously, it seems that they decided to take a uh, much larger stake in SNK Corporation. This is not 
the only move that has been made by the Saudi crown prince in the gaming landscape as the foundation recently purchased 5% of both Capcom and Nexon. Which, uh, by the way, both of those are worth like $1 billion, so 5% of those. He's going to own Maple Story. Oh, man. He's going to put more potential fucking items in that game. Oh, uh, boy. Don't you love items? <laughs> uh, he, the, the foundation also invested over $3.3 billion in Activision Blizzard, Electronic Arts, and Take-Two stocks. So this foundation, which is led by this uh, crown prince, is heavily involved in gaming. Um, why am I reading this? So this news certainly carries uh, heavy weight as the as Saudi Arabia recent history of human rights abuses is still very much a thing. Uh, most recently, a U.S. intelligent report concluded Mohammed bin Salman approved the plans to capture or kill journalist Jamal Khashoggi, which was murdered and dismembered after visiting a Saudi consulate in Istanbul. So this is uh this is not a good man, and now he's in charge of a pretty large developer slash publisher that makes our fighting games. And you know, I I don't know why SNK is doing business with this man. Obviously, you know, he's got a lot of money. He just bought like a professional I think he bought like Newcastle, which is like a soccer team or something like that. So he has a lot of money. It's gold, man. <laughs> Oil. Uh most of the Oil is gold, basically. So uh this is you know something to just keep an eye out. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what's going on with SNK. I know that they apparently they just like cutting deals with the devils. First it was, you know, it's, it was like the lesser of two evils. Cause remember in 2015, they were bought up, bought up by a Chinese company and now they're bought up by the Saudi crown prince. So I don't know exactly what's going on with SNK, why they're picking these people to own their companies. But, um, be fair. Those come SNK makes $0. So like, I feel like it's not, Oh hey, this is the lesser of the two evils. It's it's either this or nothing. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's it's always one of those things where is nothing actually is that something worth it? <laughs> that is crazy, man. Have you seen may, the animations but, in fifteen? I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, but it makes me think this this dude really loves his S and K's like, yo, I will kill you. But yeah. if you can play KOF fifteen with me, maybe I'll reconsider it. <laughs> just don't pick uh just don't pick Rugal. Yeah, man. I swear to God, if you pick Rugal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I loved whenever Rugal came into King of Fighters 15. I think I saw a post from on Twitter about the Mexican president telling, uh, saying that he was upset that they allowed Rugal to be a free character. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. Just something to keep, keep uh, an eye out for. I mean, SNK is now owned by this foundation, which is led by a man that is um, not a good person, to say the least. So uh, just something that I, I did want to put out there. I mean, we don't really have to talk about it too much, but, you know, just if you didn't know, now you know. All right, now, finally, we can get to our topic of the week. Round two, topic of the week. Okay, this is a big one. And we're so late on this. Honestly, we're like a month late on talking about emerging gameplay. But uh, I, I did. We had a question. This this started whole thing started with the fact that Arrow and the fighting game Discord, uh, or rather FGC Hollywood Discord, 
came up to us and said, hey, I have a question since everybody's talking about Max's emergent gameplay video. So that's how the topic started, and then we did some research. So at the time of writing this, and this is Arrow, at the time of writing this, we saw a lot of discussion about quote-unquote emergent gameplay over the past couple of weeks that was sparked by Max's video on the subject. But much of the discourse centered around diversity and offensive options, I feel like that messes or like that misses a huge part of the picture. That being offensive mechanics and movement options that encourage more nuanced decision making. Even in Max's original video, the thing that sparked it was a comment which was made by um, Matt McMuscles. He made a video about third strike. So about uh, the parry system of, and its depth. So that's what really started the whole conversation about emerging Actually, gameplay. so the video that Matt McMuscles made was, so Matt McMuscles has a, for those of you who don't know, he has a video series called What Happened. Uh-huh. And basically what the What Happened series is about is about games that are bad or games that had bad, they're not bad, but they have bad history, like the, the history and the story of how the game was made. And so he was making a story. His his newest episode was about third uh, third strike, right? Basically, like Street Fighter Three and its right. troubled history and how it was being made and why it was a terrible release and why like it almost financially corrupt uh, bankrupted uh, Capcom. And then now everyone knows about it because of Third Strike and everyone loves Third Strike. But back in the day, New Generations was a bad game. It was mm. really bad for for Capcom. So. At the end of the video, yes, that's what caused the whole thing. But the whole video was discussing about like the the production and like what okay. All right. the game was. I appreciate the correction. Um, no worries. And then yeah, and then the end of the video, uh, the, the way Max was talking about emerging gameplay, I know he was mentioning uh, the parry, especially like red parries and stuff like that. So um, that's how it started. Now Arrow asked. Um, I lost this question. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Yeah, so... Where is it at? Shit. Sorry, fellas. Okay, there he is. So Arrow said, I have to wonder, are defensive mechanics or any mechanics that allow for more layered decision-making, aka movement movement options, cancels, etc., unsung heroes of fighting games, and what is your favorite mechanic like this? Before we answer that question, I do... I would like to kind of get everybody up to speed about what we're talking about here. And then we'll come back to the question and see what we mean here with the whole emerging gameplay because it is very much a buzzword. And from what I learned from watching and doing some research about this whole topic is that uh, it doesn't seem like that definition means the same for different people. So I was like, what the hell does emerging mean? (laughs) I was like, what the hell does that mean? I was so confused. Nobody I want to say this. I want to say this. The extra credit video, even though I'm making fun of the fact that extra credits is not fighting game related, they're just mm-hmm. video game related. That one actually explained everything the best. Hmm. Oh, of course. I yeah. hate to say it. The one I, I didn't watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The extra credit ones, no matter how much I'm joking about there, the normie video pick, that, mm-hmm. they literally laid it bare. They explained what it is why it's not good and why like why everything and this is an old video this is this video was made i found out about this video was made like in 
hold on, it was like made in like like way before. We get it. Uh, way before. This is a long topic, broken. We got to get going. So anyway. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Uh, broken out here giving us the lore. I, I know. We're short on time oh, too. Uh, it's all good. Uh, here's the thing. I'm sure Extra Credit did a good job with it, but it seems like everybody else thinks emergent gameplay is something else. And we'll we'll discuss here why because I actually have an example just from watching two videos. So let's start with this. This is my opinion. So for Max's point of view, the term means to signify that there can be multiple correct answers to problems or situations that occur in fighting games. And really, this term for him comes from other games like Fortnite where there's a chance of randomness. Something like happened, like loot. You get a good item of loot, so that makes your journey to maybe getting top three, top one a lot easier versus if you get something bad. So that's what emerging gameplay for him, that's what kind of he thinks it means. So when you talk about fighting games, he believes that it can occur in fighting games, meaning that uh, as the match progresses, it's not tied to if X, you do Y, and if Y, you do Z. So it's not strict. There are layers which are built upon actions of your opponent. So there is a chance of more randomness in a, in a fighting game. It's not just built on numbers, right? Not just frame data where it's just like, I, I always know to do this when he does that. That's that's sort of what he was bringing up with emergent mm-hmm. gameplay. That is actually what emergent gameplay is. It's basically the idea of there's more options. It's It's emergent. It means, hey... You can approach this and you can approach this from multiple angles. You don't have just, oh, they're coming after me, I defend. Right. You have, oh, I can jump, I can, you know, Run side, away. side yeah. stash, I can I can do- parry, I can dodge, I can weave, whatever. That's emergent gameplay. It's there's no one answer to the, the puzzle. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty well explained from that video. Um and we'll get to why I have an issue with another video here in a bit. So Max brings up uh, an example of how Killer Instinct is a good example of emergent gameplay. It's a game with layers and with regards to decision-making. You can choose to combo breaker and free yourself from getting comboed, but the opponent can read your habit on the combo breaker and then shadow counter, the combo breaker. Mm. So it's a counter to a counter, right? And which then proposes the situation, do you wait for the shadow counter and counter that, or do you still break, take the chance, and then it adds a chance of something random to happen. So basically you're waiting on your opponent to do an action that might, may or may not happen. So again, there's a chance of randomness there, but there's not a strict solution to doing something. So it, it the, the, the whole... It, it comes down to the fact that it's not just simply broken down by a mathematical equation, right? It's not just tolerated by frame data says this, so this is the action that I will take, which is it's a pretty strict way of playing a fighting game, um, especially in every single sequence. Offense, defense, neutral, scrambles. You, I don't think you want that. I personally don't, and I understood what he was saying there by the fact that you have emerging Yeah, I game. got that Man, yeah, I, I felt like he just was talking about like, I guess I just want to quick say, quickly say Skullgirls has that feeling where both players are always doing something. Mm-hmm. It's not just you're blocking and that's it. No, you're literally doing something. So that's what I was thinking he was kind of getting at with all that stuff. I mean, yeah. he mentioned Skullgirls, even Uni, and I didn't think he liked that game. <laughs> Everyone yeah. loves Uni. 
it doesn't matter if like you secretly hate it like there everyone right. goes to uni at some point mm-hmm. to write a passage yeah i mean speaking of Skullgirls, so max also brought up the fact that he enjoys quote-unquote loose fighting games right and he uses the word loose which uh, isn't a term in fighting games that we really use. That's his own term, but he I'm gonna ban the term loose one of these days. <laughs> he well, it just started, so you might as well uh, sign a petition now. So he means when he uses the word loose, he means that it's not restricted to doing one thing with regards to the system mechanic. So um, you're not restricted to one action at a given situation. So for example. Pringle just mentioned Skullgirls. Max brought up the idea of the fact that you can change specific assists, right? Not just multiple assists, but specific buttons for those assists, which creates a wide variety of options and experimentation and, again, emerging gameplay because now you have all these different options of, like, what if this assist interacts with this move? And, I mean, you have almost, like, infinite possibilities depending on which assists you're you're picking and which players you're playing and what characters they pick. So... There's a lot of layers there, right? A lot of different interactions. So he was also bringing up Street Fighter V about how it also feels that when it comes to strict gameplay and not loose gameplay, the activation of something like V-Trigger. For example, Ryu, the best way for him to activate V-Trigger, that it's not an open space, is that whether it hits or, or it gets blocked, he'll do a sweep and then activate V-Trigger to make that safe. But that is really the most optimal way of using that mechanic so everybody does it the same way so that's what he means by strict gameplay or strict fighting game design i always find it weird because every time i see like brian f or somebody doing v trigger activations it's like it's basically a mini roman cancel uh-huh. because every time i see someone do a v trigger they do an attack they're like oh it works v trigger do a yeah. mini cancel and then they go and continue their combo for certain characters i'm sure you can play with that mechanic he was just mentioning the fact that there are certain oh, yeah, buttons Ryu... you, you can't activate v trigger off of every single button so that that's more strict as opposed to loose with the skull yeah, rolls like, six assist the example so yeah like ryu it is you have to sweep so yeah i get it i was just making the joke it's mm. like there are certain characters that they yeah. use it as a Roman cancel. Some of the newer ones, for sure, have more experimentation. Now, I, I I'm going to take the Max uh, video standalone. I think mm-hmm. I think it's a fine video. I actually I'm not like a huge Max fanboy, but I thought I liked the video. I thought he said pretty good things. It all made sense to me. I didn't that's think he I, said anything crazy. That's what I felt though. Like I was like, yeah, I understand. He. But it's also like he comes from the camp of liking those really because if you look at Street Fighter Three Third Strike, you're always doing something. You always have an option. You could parry this, parry low. You could probably jump. You could block. You got like you could DP. You got more options because of the parry system. But then when you look at Street Fighter Five, you're much more limited because there isn't necessarily a parry system, and a lot of other options require resource. So you'd be taking, and then like, uh, it's funny because in the comments, people were like, I'm amazed he didn't mention Tekken 7 because in Tekken 7, you got a 3D uh, plane. So not only can you just punish it, but you could sidestep, you could backdash, you could whiff punish it. I mean, you got like a gajillion options you can do and it's not always just that frame data. So I really got what he meant with that. I even I understood the loose part and the tight part. I was like, I, I, okay, yeah, I kind of get that. 
just, I mean, Rev 2 is like, I mean, like our Guilty Gear can be, in a way, can be very, uh, I guess, emergent in that aspect. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I felt like what he was saying was fine. Because, like, a lot of new games, I feel like, are kind of... I mean, just look at DNF Duel. You know, we mentioned it earlier. I mean, it's like, okay, you got 100 and then 100 meter, and if you ain't got it, right. that's it. You know? So... So... Because I'm the one who watched all six of the videos. I, I'll, <laughs> ex- I'll, ex- I'll give the rest of the people's opinions. Because all the other five videos actually kind of go over the same thing. Yeah. Which is... Emergent gameplay is good at a certain point. So let's let, let me explain. The reason why a lot of people were dishing were like were dissing the video for Maximilian Dude was because Maximilian Dude is no longer a competitive player. He mm-hmm. is a how do I say it? He's casual? a casual. Casual man. <laughs> casual. All right. And what oh, casuals like is casuals like to have a thousand options. Okay. They think that like having a million options is great because it's like, oh, I could do this, I could do that. I there the problem with it is like in a competitive environment, it's not a good idea because for one, all of these options have to be balanced out in a certain way. And it can cause characters that are not really good to be overbalanced or under tune like conceptually thought of as terrible but because these options exist that character that you think is bad with these options that barely anyone uses is a god and so you have to balance around that you know and so two the big problem is that if there's too many options you don't know which option to use so the idea is is that even the extra credits i hate to say i hate to bring this one up even extra credits made it. They said it's fine to have options, but when your options become a chasm, then it becomes a problem because once you have too many options, then no one knows what's the correct option to use. You know what I mean? No, of course you do. You just have to take more time to figure it out. I just don't see. I didn't understand why just because Max came to it from a quote-unquote casual point of view, why was he getting crucified by the quote-unquote pros when I thought his yeah. I thought his point of view was completely valid? I, I just thought that that was, like, dismissed. But just because it's not competitive, it, it shouldn't be something I to don't look think, at? So I don't think that it was a bad idea. Like, I understand that it's a... I think even... I'm competitive, but I think that it's okay to have options, but... I hate to say this, but Deb brought it up. She says, when you have so many options, all those options have to be balanced. And so, again, like I said, you can have a character that is, you no, think conception. <laughs> they do, actually. That's how they balance Rev 2, actually. But, but here's the thing I will say, though. Like, So, like, th- this is my thing, though. Because, like, the thing is that Max said that as, like, a one note. That There wasn't really – I don't think there was that much of a – it wasn't really that much of a conversational piece – it's more like the dude is just saying, I like it when games have a lot of stuff. Because when games have a lot of stuff, that opens the floodgates for more options. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't more so on the case of like, well, if it's if it's 
too many options, then there's this. And if it's, I mean, my man wasn't going that deep. It was like that that meme with the dude in the water. And he's like, it ain't that deep, man. He's like, he's <laughs> <laughs> upside out the water, whole body in the water. Because you know, like, yeah, go ahead. Because I was gonna say, because like what he said was pretty true to the what he was just saying. I think other people kind of took it in a way where they're looking at it like you don't want too many options. Cause that's not good but my man wasn't saying that he wants to like it's more along the lines of like it's good that games have more options because and i'm and he even provided the examples because then if you have a game with little to no options you got like a street fighter case or i'd even say you got a dragon ball fighter z case where there was not many options couldn't change the assist so look what happened it was the cell games baby it gets figured <laughs> out it gets figured yeah, out right yeah. away and people, I think that like even with so many of the options, people are always just going to figure out a good option, or it just gives the the players more like abilities to just because like thinking of Skullgirls, there's a lot of things you could do in a situation, but depending on what you pick, sure there could be a counter to it. But that's also like what Max was saying pretty much, and that's why I was like I kind of got it. And then when I watched LK's video, I felt like he was just kind of like picking. It was almost like a selective hearing uh, situation where he was kind of just picking at the things he was saying and not necessarily agreeing with them because he's like he's looking at it from a certain point of view. But I don't think that point. And I would even say I don't think LK was wrong either. But it's also like I don't think like there wasn't really uh, more. So Max wasn't there's no really right or wrong with what Max is saying. I thought LK was dismissive of what Max was saying. though. I, I just thought that just from the way he was talking about it, first of all, when LK and even Deb were talking about it, I know they're coming from a competitive point of mm-hmm. view. I thought that they were confusing Max's definition of emerging gameplay, which, by the way, I find personally to... I feel it's right. They yeah. were talking about... Um, I forgot what the term they gave it for, but they were talking about combo conversion, and they were focusing combo on that. Yeah, combo conversions, having a lot more tools, and like when a character has a lot of tools, they become really strong. And then I was like, I don't think my boy was going that deep, no. man. He was just talking about like how I, I think it's great that games have a lot more options. Like it would, like imagine Street Fighter Five. You could be like Street Fighter Five could be a lot more loose if there was a way that you could do some of the stuff without having to rely on B trigger mm-hmm. all the damn time. I'd even say in the case of like Strive, where it was like, look at Strive, it's tight or restrictive because there's literally n- no 25 yeah. meter. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, yeah, there's no gap, like that's true, but I was gonna say there's no 25 meter resource you, tool. You got none. So you only got 50 or 100. It's also you know funny I mean? because in the older Guilty Gear games, meter was like, you were all, you always had meter. Yeah. You, you never not had meter, but in Strive, because there's only two options, you you notice when you don't have meter. Like I remember mm. Guilty Gear Exert. Well, one I always had one. meter. Like yeah, man. There, there were moments had. where like I didn't. I was like, let me just see if I have meter. I'll just throw out an attack. Oh, I had meter. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. In Strive, you get like three options to use meter, and that's it. Unless you break yeah. the wall, then you have five options. But and I think I think that's essentially what he was getting at. Like they like. I mean, with Rev 2, you look at how you use meter, and look, there's a gajillion ways you can use them. You can slow down time, eat somebody's inputs. You could cross their asses up. You could do all this bull crap with them. And, it's, and I think that 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 at the competitive part, that's where they were seeing that they didn't really meld with that. 
But that's not what Max was really saying. No. He was just saying that he said that that's cool because the fact that you have so much more things because it lets the water it's it lets the well get deeper and it allows for more and more interesting things to happen. Here's what I think happened after watching the LK video and a little bit of the Deb video, and they're talking about this from a competitive standpoint about how he's incorrect. And yeah. I, and even LK was like, he's capping a little bit. And I was like, I, this is what I think is going on. Max has a definition for emerging gameplay, which is what I read at the top of this topic. Mm -hmm. LK and Deb were disagreeing with Max on a definition that they made themselves. Yeah, man. I was like, I, how are you going to disagree with a guy when you're not talking about the same definition? And then you're dismissing his point of view. It's like, you're not talking about the same thing. So I was like, when I saw that, I was just like, well, it doesn't really matter what they say because they're talking about combo conversion and he's talking about emerging gameplay which doesn't only happen on offense but i think that's what they took it as it's like this only pertains to offensive situations when i think he meant it in like neutral scrambles defense. everything really i would say yeah i mean because he even mentioned like the skullgirls button choice yeah. i mean i wouldn't even, like, like that's like in the main menu screen yeah. man. my man was i want emergent gameplay right. in my main menu <laughs> yeah, but, emergent yeah gameplay to boil it down so that everyone knows we're going to boil it down to its root. Emergent gameplay basically means multiple options. There's no one answer to the goal, okay? You, you're not stuck by, oh, if X, then Y. I just thought I was so confused. I was like, these motherfuckers made it up. <laughs> so I felt like y'all just made up that word and added it to the gameplay. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I actually looked up when the extra credits video was made. It was made in 2013. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Long time ago. Jesus Christ. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't think everybody that was talking about it at the same time were on the same page with regards yeah. to what they were talking about. So that's what it felt like when I was watching the, okay. And I watched a little bit of Deb's video. Yeah. Felt like they weren't, they, I mean, everybody just kind of on their own. And yeah, I'm just over like, <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. I think my man just like his games to be like Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm not even like that like big Marvel. of a, like a max viewer or watcher of any of his stuff. Yeah. But like, I, I thought the video was well put. So I was like, yeah. why is everybody so mad about this? But uh, I just think that people were confusing their definition with quote unquote emerging gameplay with his. And then they weren't really seeing eye to eye, but. I don't know. I thought that video was fine. Um, but I know we're running short on time. We just have one question, and then we have to get out of here, unfortunately. So uh, Arrow asked at the top of this, do you think that mechanics like movement options, defensive options, are the unsung heroes when it comes to emerging gameplay? They really are. They, they are, man. I I want to say uh, like in in uh, in the case of like Skullgirls, I mean even in Rivals, man. I mean like the fact that you can do all the movement options in the game is what makes people stick to that game outside of because if it didn't, I mean, if I mean if Smash had melee movement and it was ultimate, people would be happy right. and had rollback Neko, but that's a whole other thing. But like, <laughs> but people would be really happy with their game. But yeah. I mean, move because like what the way people we look at games and how you can like I mean even the patching and the and the buffing and all that stuff you can always add another jump to a character or you can always just make the dash faster or give them the ability to step dash and you could just open up a whole like you could change a whole character up mm -hmm. by just that alone so I think movement options and all those type of things really can make a game much more broader, like much, much I, more broader. I think defensive options, multiple ones, are a great way of opening a game because then you're not so 
tethered to just pushing the pace. And, you know, not trying to take a dig at Strive again, but yeah. I was this this happened to me while I was in the lobby night playing Strive after playing Persona for like so long after it came out, you know, re-released. I felt that Strive was so one note because yeah. it didn't matter who I played, the pace was the same. It was push forward, push forward, break the wall, get the meter, RC, push forward, get more plus frames, and just do the same thing. And then I was like, man, I've been playing Persona for the last two weeks, and I can, I have so many more options to get out of those situations, and I don't have to like do what the game wants me to do. I can make an own decision for myself. I can guard cancel roll. I can regular guard cancel. Yeah. I can mm -hmm. I can burst. I can interrupt with an ex move. I mean, there's I have so many more options to me, and then I get to pick instead of having be being strict to like how Strive yeah. wants me to play. I get to play the greatest sorry, game of all man. time. <laughs> <laughs> you fit it in there. I'm sorry, but I gotta go, man. All right, but... man. All right. See ya. Peace I out. Was, I was gonna say, yeah. Hey, have a good one, guys. Uh, maybe maybe I'll try it another time, but I just gotta go, man. Right. Take care, y'all. Right Peace. On. All right, ladies and gents, there's no easy way to do this. This is going to be very abrupt. So obviously, as you just heard, Pringle had to leave. And so I made the executive decision. I didn't want to continue on the podcast. We just broke into myself because we were kind of winding down. Plus, it was getting late. Uh, I will be honest. We had some technical hiccups uh, working episode 50 for FGC Hollywood, but it's okay. We got it somewhat going correctly. Uh, I will have to do some editing for this podcast as you're hearing this right now. And uh, what's going to happen now is I just wanted to go over a little bit of what we missed on the podcast and everything else. We'll just have to roll back to episode 51, which I'm pretty sure will be broken on myself. It'd be nice to have Pringle up again, but uh, we'll see if schedule permits it, obviously. Uh, one thing I do want to say, so this was our first ever three-man booth. Um, I would like feedback from you guys. We're going to get better. I'm sure we'll do more of these, but there are some things that I noticed as far as on the production end that I would like to get sorted out but again this is new to me this is new to pringle and broken so it does take time to develop a three-man booth chemistry as opposed to a dialogue style podcast so that is something that we will work on and as far as uh moving with the the pacing of the show and trying to get everything that we want to in uh in a compact time so we're not just rambling but anyway speaking of rambling i'm doing that right now we missed a couple things i'm actually recording this a day later after the initial podcast recording and so i wanted to just talk about some things that uh, we missed the first one is that the capcom pro tour 2022 begins on april 30th in a mixture of both online and offline events so that's cool to see i was actually surprised that capcom pro tour will continue with Street fighter 5 because it seems like we're Moving over to Street Fighter 6, so I am surprised that they're going to continue support competitive Street Fighter 5, but hey, that's cool. As far as topic of the week next week, we kind of wanted to talk about it, as you heard broken on today's podcast, but we just didn't have enough time, unfortunately, free to play and fighting games. That's definitely a topic that we want to tackle eventually. Is it time? Maybe, but that's for a topic of the week for a different podcast. Hopefully the next one. We missed Hollywood questions, unfortunately. We had a few. We'll have to roll those back. I'm so sorry. I hate doing that. But uh, it's just one of those things when you have scheduling issues. But next week, hopefully we'll... Be, or not next week. <laughs> two weeks from now because it's a bi-weekly podcast now. So we'll try to get to all of those. And hopefully we can also accommodate the ones that are probably going to be submitted uh, within the next two weeks. So don't worry. I got your back. We'll, we'll definitely get to Hollywood questions next week. Something that broke today is Melty Blood Type Lumina 
we'll get uh, two new free DLC characters, which is pretty cool. So the whole season one pass, it seems like it's all free for Melty Blood Type Lumina. Really cool. So it's going to be Mario Gallo Bestino, which uh, I butchered that name, but that's okay. Looks like a puppet sort of character. He has puppet nuns. Who doesn't love puppet nuns? Melty loves nuns. And speaking of nuns, Powered CL. So she'll be joining the game as well. And she looks really cool. The trailers are out. They're going to be both available on April 14th. So we're recording this on April 9th, technically. Well, this segment is on April 10th. But uh, anyway, you're like four, five, four days away. So um, from actually getting the DLC, depending on where you live, as well as uh, the new patch notes are out. They're all in Japanese, but we'll get those translated. And I do believe that there are some uh, overall balance changes to the game. And... The mechanics of it, especially with Shield, I think they're minor, but we'll we'll feature uh, a lengthy discussion on Melty Blood's future on the next episode of FGC Hollywood. And outside of that, that's pretty much all we had. So I know this was abrupt. It was a kind of a weird podcast to work around with scheduling issues and then the overall pacing of it. But don't worry, we'll we'll come back in two weeks and we'll try to get uh, a better a better pace on the show and hopefully we don't have as much news to go through we can actually delve into some discussions i know we we did cut off the emerging gameplay discussion a little short and i don't think everybody said what they wanted to but uh it happens sometimes so we'll uh, we'll get better as far as doing a three-man booth next week i'm pretty sure i'll probably be a two-man booth with broken on myself or two weeks from now God, I, can't, I can't stop saying that um and we'll get that all sorted and corrected Anyway, I appreciate Pringle for coming on. It's been a long time. I love having him on the podcast. Appreciate him coming on. Happy birthday to Pringle. Pringle the man. Happy, uh, not birthday, but uh, I guess belated birthday. That was last week. To Pringle the two, a.k.a. Broken Wing. He's the man also. I appreciate both of them making some time talking to me about fighting games every week or every two weeks, whenever we do the show. And uh, shout out to FGC Hollywood, our Discord. Make sure you join that if you want to... Uh, I don't know, hang out with us on a non-bi-weekly basis. Um, we got some cool people there. Appreciate the patrons on Patreon. I'm sorry I didn't read your questions. Uh, we'll get to that on the next show. And yeah, thank you everybody on YouTube, on the audio platforms. You guys are awesome for keep uh, you know keeping us afloat, keeping us alive. And uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all I have. So again, thank you to Pringle. Thank you to Broken. Thank you to you all. My name is Max Bicer. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Peace.